All right, don't forget, Saturday night, 7 to 9 Eastern on Sports Byline Broadcast, iHeartRadio, uh, college football with myself and Charlie Gibbons. Not just college football, it's pro football too. So we look forward to that Saturday night right through next February. And a lot to get to. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Scotty Scheffler uh, kind of headline that leaderboard. And Adam Scott right in the mix, too. Corey Connors, kid from Canada, who is really uh, an excellent stick. So the PGA Championship in suburban Rochester at Oak Hill, pretty good. Let's get her in here, Don Atanasio, thepurposefullifecoach.com. And uh, she has coached me, and she invites you to listen in as we uh, bandy about the world of coaching. Don, how are you? What's going on? I'm good, Marty. I'm ready to have our, one of our great talks again. All right. We're going to talk about an age thing. You know, I, and I'm going to kind of make it personal because at some point in my life, I said, you know, I can't get that job. I can't do that. I'm too young. I'm too young. I'm too young. And then you get to a point in midlife, you think, you know, yeah, I'm going to go for the gusto. And then you sit there and you go, oh, wait a sec. All the young guys got me beat. You know, so you're too old. And I and, and in talking to you and other people about that, that is a common, more common than you realize malady where people overthink their age. I mean, we've had broadcasters on national sports events. Joe Davis is 26, 27 years old. Sean McDonough, who's now the voice of the NHL and ESPN, he's done the Red Sox, the Masters, CBS. He got to start 28 years old. Joe Buck started young. So the bottom line is, you're never too young, you're never too old. Let's talk about the age conundrum that I just brought to the fore. Have at it. You, you are not too old or too young, unless you tell yourself that and you believe it. See, whatever you say, it becomes fact, and it's prophesizing what you do. So you don't want to say no to something, say, if you're going for a job. Oh, I can't get that. They'll never hire me. I'm too young. I'm too old. Well, if you say no first, then you're never going to go for it and find out what they will say. They may like you. You, you can't uh, limit yourself. Why limit yourself when there's enough limitations out there in the world? If it starts with you, then it will never happen. And my question is the four-letter F word, and it's not the one everyone thinks. It's fear. Isn't that at the root of it? Is there just we – do, we, we do – or we do not do so many things because of fear. It just consumes our mind, and then we get into brain lock, and we just say, I'm too young, or I'm too old. It's almost like a deflection from reality. Go ahead. Yes. So you might not want to try something because there's the fear of failure, fear of rejection. What about fear of change? leaving what you know behind and starting something new. Even though it would be a positive change for you, you can still have that fear and give in to it. And, and so there we go. And then there's the negative mindset. Or are you just making excuses to not change, not change your life? But like you mentioned some examples of people, that is proof enough that you can do it too. People who have done things despite their age um, should be your inspiration. Read. Listen to podcasts. Read or listen to books. There's an Australian girl who traveled the world alone, sailing around the world. 
despite the fact that she had overcome the fact that it was a male-dominated, you know, um, sport, she did it anyway. She did it. Yes, it was dangerous. She faced her fears, and she was only 16 years old. When you surround yourself with positive examples, people who overcome, you know, the the beliefs that someone that young should not do it. She, you know, her parents were criticized for letting her do this at such a young age. She did it. There's a movie about her. She has the book. Um, we need positive examples so we can keep that in front of us and follow our heart and not compare ourselves to others who aren't striving. We need to, yeah. No, you're exactly right. And because, you know, say you're someone that, well, someone at the age of such and such hasn't been able to do it. Let me give you an example, Don. And this is absolutely true. And I'm going to blow you away with this one. Who do you think's on, and, and this isn't a sexual thing. I know it's sex sells and, you know, but I'm going to be talking about the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Do you know who's on the cover of their annual swimsuit issue? Who do you think it is? I do not, but is it someone older than you would expect? How about Martha Stewart at age 81? <coughs> True story. Now, you got I got to yeah. hear your opinion on that. And by the way, not from her boobs and her teeth and her blonde hair. She's an attractive woman. <coughs> now, a lot of people are going to say, oh, they photoshopped it, blah, blah, blah. She looks great. She's 81 years old. Have at it. What do you think? I love it. It's very yeah. That's great. It's exactly what we're talking about. So go ahead. Well, if they if they put Martha Stewart on the cover, and that means she also agreed to it. She yep. did not say, "I'm 81 years old. I don't have the 20 year old body or the, even the 40 year old body, you know, that I once had." Mm -hmm. She's displaying confidence. She's displaying risk taking. Uh, why not? She could have declined the offer, but she she's going for it. She's not letting age be an obstacle. See, we can put these obstacles in our mindset and create the obstacle for us when they don't have to be there. No, and and you know it's true until I mean it's false until it isn't anymore. And now you know, to her credit, she stuck her neck out there. And, you know, people say, well, she did it for the money and they agreed to Photoshop the picture. That's the, the, the point is, I'm not even going there. The point is, she, she leaves herself wide open to a lot of ridicule and a lot of, you know, craziness. And here's a woman, uh, you know, went to prison for insider trading. She, you know, but she's been a fabulous talent. If anybody has demonstrated a remarkable comeback in life, it's been Martha Stewart. I love it. I think it's a feel-good story. But away we go. All right. The other thing I want to get to is... When we say we're too young or I'm not old enough or I'm too old, I think it's a form of self-sabotage. I really do. And I've done it numerous times. And I don't want to just use me as an example, but you're my coach. And self-sabotage. I had a buddy today. I'm not going to mention his name. He self-sabotaged so badly, so badly. After he put together just incredible run, he self-sabotaged. Why do we do that, number one? And is it as simple as we feel more comfortable with chaos and beating ourselves up than we do and because success and serenity just feel so foreign to us? 
Self-sabotage, Don. I want to hear what you have to say. If someone is doing that, they do feel more comfortable in, in repeating, say, the relapse that you might be referring to. They may yep. feel repeat, repeating the pattern is what they know, so there is the comfort. In turn, they may feel like, I don't deserve better. So this is where self-esteem comes into play and confidence. And maybe there is the fear, if I do better, what will my life look like? I'll have to change everything I know if I start getting healthier. And I don't know what that's like because I've never done that. But that's where you need help. That's where you need a life coach or sponsor, um, mentors in your life, support groups, and learn from those around you. And if you want individualized attention, you might seek out a life coach, counselors, you know, we talked earlier today, Don, you have to get comfortable feeling different than your normal. It's a new normal, and I know that's a throwaway line, but you have to feel comfortable feeling different, and you've got to embrace that, and people don't want to do that. They, they, they would rather be comfortable, be miserable because they, they know that feeling than to be happy because it just doesn't feel right to them. So there's got to be a paradigm shift. There's got to be a transformation you're a whole lot smarter than me. What can people do? Are there any tips or anything, any any cautionary tales that you can that you can wave in front of their <laughs> face and say, whoa, 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 you know? So go ahead. I, I find this I find this fascinating because it's true and it's happened to me a million times, a million. Absolutely. So what I could think of is something real and really extreme. So when I went through, as I've mentioned, a a short depression last year, I could have remained there. I could have said, I just experienced great grief in my life. I'm, I'm going to sulk. I'm going to remain. I'm not going to move forward. I I don't want to know what life can be like if, you know, in my new life, because sometimes people are on a set path and then out of nowhere their life gets turned upside down so not through their choice they have a dramatic change in life and then what do you do do you want to make the best of it and move forward or do you want to sulk and like you said be miserable you have to create that new normal and eventually you can find happiness in your new normal uh, change is uncomfortable Uncomfortable for people when someone even gets married. Let's, I experienced this too. At a young age, when I was married, my friends did not adjust well, okay? Because it wasn't going to be the new normal. I was the first in our friend group to make that transition in, into marriage. So I was no longer available to them socially my my time would be different my priorities were different and it did feel uncomfortable but fast forward as one by one each of them entered married life and motherhood we all remained friends and they understood my change and so i feel like that's like a, a normal part of life that's positive but those relationships have to change. You know, people move on in life 
and life might look different for you. But keep moving forward and be who you are. Follow your heart always. You got to have some courage, and you got to know that you got to. In order to address fear, I think you have to acknowledge it. You have to realize that you are fearful, and that's hard for people to do, because no one, especially men, myself included, we don't want to admit it. We don't want to admit we're fearful. But I, I, I am so afraid of some things. I mean, deadly afraid of things. I'm serious. Going to a different meeting on Zoom of AA or GA. Sometimes I'm very nervous. I, I joined a group out in Utah. I was nervous. I was nervous joining a group in Boston, New York, where there's you know so a Philadelphia GA meeting where they 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 get after it, and I was nervous. So you got to acknowledge the fear before you can, uh, I think, step forward. Don, phenomenal work. This is, I mean, it's just a marvelous topic, and I love being life coach because uh, you get to discuss things. Uh, that you, you, well, here I go again, that you're not comfortable with. So if you want to have a life coach, overcome your fear or your big fat ego that uh, you can't speak to a woman or even a man, uh, a man rather, with a purposeful life coach, it'll change your life and it's awesome. Don Atanasio, perf, uh, PurposefulLifeCoach.com. You'll hear her again very soon. Thank you, Don. Good night. Night. All right, good job, Don. We appreciate it. All right, we come back here on Sports Byline. We'll see what's on the tube tonight. Well, it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Man, oh, man, the Lakers, they got to have this one tonight. If they don't get this one, they're not winning this series. This is a – they got to have it. And I understand you haven't lost anything until you lost on your home court. I'm not buying it. Coming back on Sports Byline. 